All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just after 5 o'clock, Sports 1440. How are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley. Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca where you can get in the game. Lotto 649. Gosh, that would be nice. uh, You know what? I know many of you have uh, played the same numbers for years. Hopefully uh, tonight is your night. $54 million. Up for grabs at uh, Play alberta.ca the uh, orders hosting the uh, blues tonight uh, doesn't look like uh, any lineup changes for the Edmonton orders uh, Stuart Skinner is going to start he'll go up against uh, Binnington the uh, blues defeated the orders uh, earlier this month in St. Louis so orders are looking for uh, a little bit of retribution uh, St. Louis is still the only team in the NHL that uh, Connor McDavid doesn't average one point a game against however if he has a two-point game tonight, he would get up to a point a game because he now has 21 points in 22 games after picking up three points earlier this month. And the uh, the way McDavid is uh, racking up points lately, he has... I know some people are like, oh, my goodness, he doesn't have a goal. Yes, but he has 23 points in his last 10 games, and he doesn't have a goal. I'd say that's pretty impressive, the way I look at it. So uh, it's only a matter of time before he scores a goal. Uh, could it be tonight? Maybe. I uh, like Connor McDavid not scoring a goal. Not really a concern to me. Connor Brown haven't scored a goal all year. Different story. So we'll see. Uh, will one of the Connors score tonight? God, that's what should I said. Being the other, hey, Connor scores tonight. 
I would think uh, it's going to happen. Let's get to the uh, spec report now brought to you by GS Construction, uh, locally owned and operated. They are set to celebrate 50 years in the industry this summer. And you know what they're doing? Well, hey, they're celebrating because they're expanding, man. They got lots more work to do. They need some people. They're hiring. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. And uh, spec is uh, MIA. Right now, having some, uh, I don't know what his problem is. So, uh, well, you know what we'll do is we'll just, uh, we'll mock spec for a few minutes. No, I'm, uh, I'm kidding. So, uh, uh, Either way, we'll uh, we'll hear from Spec uh, here in the next bit. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we can, um, you know what? Uh, you look at it. I, I think a player that everybody's kind of wondering, like, hey, where's he at in his game? Is uh, is Dylan Holloway? Right? Uh, you see the potential. I think some would like to see it uh, quicker or maybe more frequently than it's happened. Some feel like, hey, just give him more ice time, and that that could happen. And I know that I see that argument, but I also see how it, you know it's. It's a challenge to like, do you give the guy more ice time? Is he ready? Like, how do you do it as a coach? There's always that uh, that uh, that challenge to uh, to find out what's uh, what's better or worse. And uh, we do have uh, Spec now from uh, Sportsnet. Spec, I know the guys were asking about uh, Holloway. Where do you come out on kind of where Dylan Holloway is right now? Uh, where do I come out on where Dylan Holloway is? A few things. He's young and he's a cheap salary. You got to have him. Like you can't run a hockey team where everybody makes five million bucks. So that's one thing. He's nowhere close to I think the player he can be. Uh, I don't think that he helps you a ton at the moment. And I don't see a guy that you go in the playoffs and say, "Oh boy, this guy's going to make us way better." I don't think he's there yet. What do you think? Uh, like I, I look at Holloway, and it's the uh, the development curve in the NHL is difficult, and it, and I think it's it's difficult um, for young guys who don't get to play regular minutes, right? Yep. And so it's it's a challenge. But guess what? Some do it, and the NHL isn't easy. It's not just hey, here's a platter. We're going to give you everything, and you know what? Uh, we'll be ultra patient. When you're a team that's that's this cup contender, guess what? Um, yes, you'd like to develop players. But not to the detriment if you think it's not like you're not going to tell your coach, we got to play this guy and we're not going to play others. Right. Like it's a fine line. I understand it. So, um, you know, like, do I think Dylan Holloway, is it best for him to play fourth line minutes? If if he's played 11 or 12 spec, I'm okay with that. Honestly, I am. Right. As long as it's not under 10, I think that's enough because there's guys who play. He might only ever be a guy who plays 12 minutes a night for a decade. There's nothing wrong with that. So that to me is fine. As long as there's ways to keep him in games and there hasn't been many games this year, like unlike last year where he didn't play at all, at least most of the games this year, he's playing a decent enough minutes. Well, we're getting into crunch time and he doesn't kill penalties and he's not in the power play. So it's harder to find a minutes. Uh, the point you make, like I remember Darnell nurse said this to me three months ago. I think we might've been talking about Broberg. He said, hey, I remember when we all showed up here, you just walked into this roster and played. And he didn't say because it was a lousy roster, but that's exactly what he implied. This roster, there was a time when any Dylan Holloway that walked in the door, Phil Broberg, walked in and started playing 15 minutes a night. Those days are gone. Now it's a hard roster to make. All the the top, you know, I'm going to say, Jason, the top 10, 11, maybe 12, uh, sorry, Sorry, the top seven, eight, maybe nine spots aren't available. 
You know, Holloway yeah. jumps in on the third line once in a while, but not very often. It's a hard team to make, and if you do make it, you make it on the fourth line, and the fourth line doesn't play very much. So, yes, it's a difficult place to be Dylan Holloway, and no one's denying that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, the uh, the order spec, I really felt like, you know, they got back on track and who they are in the last game against L.A. Now, it's only one game, but when you look at when teams go in and out of funks, Last night game is to me one where you see a team coming out of a funk, and I won't and I won't be surprised at all if they are the much better team tonight against St. Louis. Well, that's what you that's what everyone around that team's hoping for is and, and planning for is let's take what we did last game and build on it. You know, they're a funny team, Jason. Right here we are at the trade deadline, and everyone's evaluating who's got a cup run chance and who should do this and who should do that. You know, the Oilers were were hot garbage for the first whatever it was, call it 14 games of the year. Then they were the best team in the NHL for like 35 games. And then the last 10 games, they've been eh, not that great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that they're far, far closer to the the 35-game team. I'm not telling you they're the best team in the NHL, but I think that's a lot closer to who they are. I don't think... I think that the 10 game and the 14 game is well off of how good a team this is. So what I was trying to say to you is this. You win last night, the other night against L.A. If you can beat St. Louis and get in a bit of a run here, you turn back into that team who you want to be, and hopefully you can ride that team you know, right through here, the stretch, and walk in the playoffs believing in yourself. Nine days, Speck, from the uh, NHL trade deadline. And uh, we're starting to get a little bit more clear of a picture. Uh, You know, Detroit, uh, man, I I put it today. I I would put a rubber stamp. I think Detroit's going to make the playoffs this year. I I think they've played well enough. They, You know, they're eight points up on on New Jersey now with no games. And then, like, eight points is a lot to make up in 23 games, especially with the uh, the loser point in the National Hockey League. So they're definitely not. Last night, sort of interrupt. That game last night told me something about them, too, didn't it, Jason? Washington's on their heels. They get Washington. You know, it's a chance to bury them, and they beat them quite handily. But Detroit, that impressed me. They didn't They didn't choke on that bit. They did quite the opposite last night, Detroit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they, they looked really good. And so, you know what, I, I think New Jersey, I think the Islanders, like, New Jersey's fascinating to me, man, because the, if Tyler Toffoli's in the mix spec. Um, oh, boy. Like, Tyler Toffoli yeah. to Jake Gensel, oh, yeah. the, the return – for one of them, I think is going to be much lower, and I think the value you're going to get from Toffoli might be just as good. Oh boy, what's what's Gensel one compared to Toffoli? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Oh no, I saw that name today come up Toffoli too, and I my ears perked up just like yours did. Uh, he's every bit, you know. The I mean, he's a nice shooter off the right side for dry saddle for sure. He's got tons of experience. He can fall down into a third-line role. He knows exactly how to play. Remember, he played on those Daryl Sutter teams that beat you 2-1 every night. So, no, no, Tyler Toffoli, you know, let's figure out the price and let's figure out if New Jersey's going to make it and all that stuff. But if if the question is, would Tyler Toffoli help the Edmonton Oilers? Are you kidding me? He'd help them a ton. Yeah, no, I I wrote about Toffoli uh, a month ago when I was doing my list of top six forwards. And I was like, when I look at the style of how he plays with his experience, with his salary cap and everything else... I think he's the best option. Now, I think other teams are obviously going to want it. At the time, I, I know oh, in yeah. the last month that New Jersey's been trying to, to re-sign him. 
right? And uh, it hasn't worked. Now, who knows? Maybe uh, he's a Bukestad that they acquire and then he goes back and signs. It's rare, but you never know. Um, you know, Toffoli's played in, in Canada. He didn't mind it at all. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's something that's shooting in the order's direction. The fact that, hey, guess what? I'm a top six forward and I could play down the stretch and in the playoffs with McDavid or Dreisaitl. Are you kidding me? And I'm a pending UFA. That's hugely enticing because you could have yourself a monster playoff that earns you an extra million bucks a year. Well, I will. That's for sure. All those things you say are true. However, he does not have any movement clauses in his contract. So he can ask Fitzgerald in New Jersey where he would prefer to go. Yes. But in the end, Fitzgerald's going to send him where he wants to send him, right? Yeah. There is no trade provisions in Tyler Foley's contract. No, no, no. I understand that. But I'm just saying if uh – like like anything, if if you're a player where um, you know there's more excitement, and I, and I think yeah. that uh, like there's oh, yeah. there, there's no team in the NHL that can give you the option to play with two better centers. There's none. Nope. Right. So that's that's the advantage that Edmonton has right now, and, and you got to use that advantage as much as you can. Uh, no well, question. Well, look how it worked for. I mean, look how it's worked for Hyman, obviously, and then yeah. Kane. Even Kane came here and produced immediately. And, you know, he settled back into his 30-goal pace when there's nothing wrong with 30 goals. But this is a good place to be a winger, pal. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, now, yeah you got to make the most of it because we've seen a lot of wingers who don't make the most of it. I, I think that's uh, that's fairly clear, too. Um, looking at at the uh, the St. Louis Blues spec, we had Cam Jansen's on earlier. And, um, like, Pavel Buchnevich's name comes up there. I think it's more speculation than anything, right? Like, I think he's a hell of a player. And, yep. you know, he's got terms, so I understand why his name's out there. Because he fits the bill for what teams would prefer. They'd much rather trade for Pavel Buchnevich and get two playoff runs out of him and give up a first rather than just one. Mm-hmm. No question. I mean, to me, the question on Pavel Buchnevich is because he's a really big part of that team and they like him and he's he produces commensurate to his paycheck. He's not overpaid or one of those contracts you're trying to get rid of. Um, where's St. Louis going? Like, What are they doing here? Are they are they ready to start dealing away parts they like for parts they hope they're going to like in four years? Because if they're not... They're not moving Pavel Butchnevich. He's a good player. He's not a, to me, I, you know, I can think of a lot of reasons to move a lot of guys. There's only one reason to move Pavel Butchnevich if I'm Doug Armstrong, and that's because I'm starting into some version of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure St. Louis is doing that. If they are, if they are, he'll be a guy that Army's getting a ton of phone calls on for sure. Spec. Where would you rank? Um, you know, we had Barry Nightcar in, uh, for, and he mentioned he yeah. still feels the okay. orders. Um, you know, you got to get a little bit more size, grit, sandpaper. Obviously, some scoring ability on, on their fourth line. How, how much yep. of a priority do you think it's going to be? And do you think Ken Holland and, and company, Jeff Jackson, is it one? Or could we potentially see even two new faces on the fourth line? Well, here's the deal. I think if if you had to rank the order in which they're going to make acquire players, this team's going to get a defenseman. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a you know, a Chris Tanev type of defenseman. I kind of doubt it, but maybe. Or if it's going to be a Bogosian, um, who's that big cat that played for St. Louis? Joel uh, Edmondson. Edmondson. Yeah, Edmondson kind of defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. But they're getting a defenseman. Oh, okay? yeah. That's, that's an absolute for sure. So that's one player. The next player is going to be a forward. And I'd say to you this, Jay, there's a chance if they – you know, if they can get some teams to, and they would be on the last day, it would happen on the Friday. 
if you can get some teams to retain a little bit, they might be able to get like two depth forwards. Yeah. If the forward is a big name, a guy to play with dry saddle, they're only getting one guy, right? I don't think they're not getting yes. fully and, you know, name your fourth line guy Dowd. You're not getting both. I don't think, and a defenseman, I don't think they can do it. One of the things that was interesting, I was talking to a GM today, Jay, you no doubt know this, but you know, he said, when you're trying to get a guy that makes, say, 1.5, like, remember last year they got, they got Ekholm and they got uh, Nashville took, was it 600000 at the end of that contract? Mm-hmm. And that, that 600000 allowed Ken Holland to go get Bukestad. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a stupid little 600000 But remember, a team can only have two contracts at any time where they're retaining. So teams don't like to retain. Let's say you're going after a guy like Bogosian, and let's, I don't even know what he makes, a million and a half or something. Guys don't love retaining 700000 and wasting one of their spots, you know? What happens in the scenario the GM unfolded for me today? He said, those ones, they wait till the end. If, if another GM is on the last day and he's still got one spot to, to retain and he hasn't been able to make a better deal, okay, he'll eat three, four, five hundred thousand on a guy so you can make a deal. They won't make that trade on Monday because they're looking for something better to retain on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so the point was, you know, the point was for Edmonton, if they're going to get a $1.3 million depth defenseman, he's probably not coming on Monday or Tuesday. He's coming on Friday at about 11 in the morning. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. I, uh, I'm i really fascinated to see uh, how many moves. I think the orders are really close, Spec. I truly do. And I, um, I I don't believe, like some people think, oh, Ken Holland's just going to go crazy because it's, you know, it's his last year and his retirement. I don't believe that. I think he's he's always been someone who, you know, thinks things. I don't think he overreacts. Um, you know, Jeff Jackson obviously has a pretty big say as well. So, you know, I don't think they're going to blow their brains out. But I also, won't be surprised if uh, if they take a big swing here. Uh, yeah, for sure. I get that. Now, you know, I was talking to Holland, uh, this was two weeks ago, but he made, pointed out that every trade deadline he's been here, except for the bubble when you couldn't make trades, he's acquired two players. Yeah. So I think one, at least once he's had three players. Well, that yeah, he, so, had, he had three players his first year when he had Athanasiu and Ennis and Green. And green. So, I mean, he said, hey, you like the players, don't like the players, we can quibble about that. But he says, every year I bring in two guys for you, or three for, for this team. Yeah. So he says, you know, that's going to be the same next year and the year after. So, you know, I can blow my – he said, like, what do they have? I think they've got a first and a second, but no third and no fourth, yeah. right, next year. Now, when I say blow their brains out, to me, I mean like a – you know, like – they, they, I could see them taking a big swing spec. Like I'm not, and, and they might end up with with two with two bunt singles, and they might end up being that. What's crazy about it is the big swing doesn't necessarily mean it gives you a better chance. Funny enough, you'd think it might, but sometimes two bunt single guys like could could be the difference for your team. Oh, for sure. Who's the big swing out there this year? Is it Gensel's got to be the biggest swing there is? Well, there? Gensel, but I would I honestly I would put Pavel Buchnevich. If if a team can get him, that's a pretty big swing for me. Yeah, that's a big swing, too. So, I mean, a big swing, basically defining a big swing, I'm going to say, is usually a first-round pick and a prospect. Ekholm yeah, was a big, big swing. swing. Yep. Ekholm was a big swing. Can a guy make a big swing every year? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, you can, but eventually the trade deadline is going to come where you got no currency left, <laughs> right? And that's a problem, too. Yeah. <laughs> Spec, uh, we will see you at the rink. Enjoy the game.
All right. Thanks, Jason. There you go. That's uh, Mark Spector and the Spector Report brought to you by GS Construction. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to the uh, lineup. Uh, we'll hear from uh, head coach uh, Chris Knobloch, uh, his thoughts on the young players and a few veterans and more on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 5.30. Welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on Sports 14.40. Edmonton Orders. Taking on the uh, St. Louis Blues. We'll get to the uh, lineup now. Brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. And they are open and ready for business, baby. It is your uh, one-stop shop for all things Yamaha. Insured Park. You like boats? Boat motors? I want, when I say that, I was laughing because uh, Bubba Gum Shrimp is right down the street. And I also felt like I was just going to lift off all the types, you know, of uh, shrimp. But seriously, they have uh, boats and boats motors and ATVs and side-by-sides motorcycles, you name it. Check it out at the uh, brand new location, Insured Park for sure. Power Sports and Marine. The uh, Edmonton Orders, no lineup changes for them. You will have uh, McDavid, of course, with uh, Dreisaitl and uh, Zach Hyman to uh, start. I'm not saying they'll start the game, but they're starting the game together. Uh, Nugent Hopkins with Yanmark and Kane, McLeod, Fogel, and Perry. Um, Brown, Holloway might see Sam Gagne tonight. Maybe we'll see. Um, uh, so that could be, I don't know, 100%, but you might see a possible change there. Uh, Echo and Bouchard, uh, Nurse Cece, Kulak and Deharnay, and of course, uh, Stuart Skinner will, uh, get the start in goal. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, St. Louis Blues, we mentioned, uh, they will have Jordan Binnington in between the pipes up front, their top line. It's pretty dangerous last time. Uh, Thomas with Buchnevich and, uh, Jordan Cairo. Uh, the line that really kind of gave him troubles though was the, uh, the Shen neighbors line, but they will have a young Zachary Bolduke on the wing. He has one goal in his first three NHL games. He was the 17th overall pick in 2021 for the Blues. Uh, Kevin Hayes with Brandon Saad and, uh, Alexei Torpchenko. And then, uh, you have, uh, Alexandrov, Nathan Walker and Oscar Sunquist. If you're thinking about a fourth line center, Watch Sunquist. He he is an option. He makes league minimum. He's won a Stanley Cup. The guy's got twenty points. Like it chips in, can produce. Now the only negative, he's not very good in the faceoff circle. That's if there is one knock. But as I've said, if you move Ryan to the wing, he can take some faceoffs for you. Right. So it's not the end of the world. But that's the one knock on him for sure. On defense, uh, Pareko and uh, Nick Letty. So Pareko have a big uh, cheering section tonight. Uh, Justin Falk, who didn't play against the Oilers a few weeks ago, he's in the lineup tonight with Krug, Marco Scandella, and Tyler Tucker on the back end. Uh, only two games in the National Hockey League tonight. Of course, uh, the Oilers hosting the uh, Blues. And then uh, you will have uh, Columbus currently uh, in New York taking on the Rangers. So uh, a light night. Uh, the Oilers with a victory tonight. Uh, all they would do is move back closer to uh, Vegas, as uh, Vegas is currently three points up on the orders. Uh, but Edmonton has a higher points percentage because they played three fewer games in Vegas and the three points back. So win tonight, they're back to within one, still with two games in hand. And uh, just, you know, that benefits Edmonton. The closer you can stay, eventually they'll make up those games in hand. Uh, a win tonight also would move them uh, four points up on L.A. and they would have uh, one game in hand on the Kings. Uh, as well as the Nashville Predators, although the Preds, and it doesn't really impact the orders, I guess, unless you're thinking uh, wild card race. Edmonton is seven points up on Calgary for the uh, final playoff spot, in case you're wondering, and the orders have uh, three games in hand. So they're not completely out of the woods yet, but uh, I think they're in a, in a very comfortable position. 
Hey guys, I'm uh, somewhat concerned that the Oilers will be too passive at the deadline. Tell me I'm wrong. Dale. Wow. I guess that my question would be, what would make you believe that Ken Holland's going to be passive at the deadline? People complained that he made too many moves his first year, although he didn't know COVID was coming. Right? Like, I don't see how anybody can, like, if COVID doesn't hit, does Green play in the playoffs? Maybe. Well, who knows? Because he got injured, of course, in his second game. But he was supposed to be ready back by then. And if he plays in the playoffs, how different is it for him? I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can overlook that. Hey guys, what about uh, Mantha Dowd and a defenseman? It's not out of a. Uh, it's not out of reality. Teams that every year find a way. If we go to the for a Buchnevich, then of course we're only getting a depth player. But if it's only Mantha or Tarasenko, then no excuse not to add a fourth line center and a D man from JT. Well, especially because I think the D man's not going to cost you very much, right? Unless like if they're going for a big swing, which would be Chris Tanev. Because for me personally. Chris Tanev is the only guy that I would be willing to give up significant assets to upgrade. I don't, I don't view the other right defenseman that people are talking about as a significant enough upgrade. I don't want to get smaller on my blue line with non-elite players. Because history tells us. size matters. Can you name a playoff contending team who went out at the deadline and added smaller defensemen? That's just my question. Right? In the salary cap area. Can you name one in the last seven years? Right? Like, size does matter in the playoffs. It's a different game. Now, size doesn't mean success, right? I'm not saying Cody Cece is untradeable. Far from it. If you can get an upgrade on him, of course you would take Chris Tanev. I get it. But it's still going to cost you a lot. Because A, Calgary's going to have to take Cece back or you're going to have to switch Cece out in another trade. Right? That's the only way to make it work. You can't bring in Tanev and keep CC. They don't have enough cap space to do it. Right? It's impossible. So uh, I don't I don't see how that works. I, I guess in theory you move out Kulak, but then what are you going to have? A right defenseman's got to play the left side. And I don't see a right defenseman they have who can play the left side successfully. So I don't think they want to do that. Right? Um, Walker, I don't have much interest in him, to be honest, if I was Edmonton. I know some people are really high in William Carrier, but I'm, William Carrier, you can look at all the analytics you want. But and, and if you're big in a percentage, then tell me the percentage of defensemen who have success in the playoffs at 5'11 and 180 pounds. They can play in games. Do they win games? Do they play on winning teams? That's all I ask. Play the odds. If I'm playing the odds, so I'm not doing it. All right. Hey, Gregor, what about Jan Ruda? Well, Ruda, you know what? There's an option for uh, a depth guy. Uh, no question about it. I, I don't see him at, at this stage of his career as a top four for the Edmonton Orders. He would be a depth guy for certain. He's got a lot of experience. There, there's no question about that, right? Um, I, I think San Jose would be willing to, uh, to move anybody uh, at this point. How could they not be? Like, you know what? They, they're going to try to get anything. Uh, and, and, and trust me, I like the players are on a, a sprint. But here's the problem with Jan Ruda. He makes 2.75 for next season as well. That's the problem. Right? The orders are already looking for next season to be like, hey, we might have to move out uh, Kulak to get Broberg ice time. So then what do you do with Jan Ruda? I don't, I don't, I don't see how Ruda fits in for next year for your team. Because he, you know, if the Sharks, because Vinny DeHarnay is going to get a raise. 
Right now, I don't know how much of a raise, but he's getting a raise. And he might get a decent size raise. So, yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yan uh, Ruda, with, with the contract for next year, I don't see. Um, how about that? Hey, guys, uh, Sealer and Savard for Kulak, Cece, and Picks. No. I'm not. I'm, I, I wouldn't. Uh, you're giving up two guys. Um, Savard's good. Is he that much better than Kulak? Especially the role he's going to play, right? He's going to come in there. He's going to play that many minutes. Is he going to be that much better in those? Like, Brett Kulak, look at Brett Kulak's numbers in the postseason. He's been really good. Right Now, he's played a different role. He doesn't play against the other team's top guys very often. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with a really solid number five defender. I think sometimes people, I'm always perplexed by the thing. Oh, he's a third pair guy. Like, that's a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with it. You got to be very good to be a consistent, regular third pair guy. No question. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that if it's just me. So, um, you know, plus that's two multiple trades. I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Philadelphia, if they're trading Sealer, aren't taking a defenseman back, number one. Right? And I'm not sure Montreal would necessarily do. Montreal's looking for in kind of the future if they're going to trade out Savard. So I don't think that necessarily works at all for uh, for Edmonton or for those opposing teams. So 833-401-1440. Text line in our E-Well inbox. Uh, E-Well, your local electrical distributor. And, man, they are booming right now. Business is awesome. They want to thank all their customers. E-W-E-L dot C. Uh, lots of you wondering about uh, Scott Mayfield. Again, all you got to do is look at Mayfield's contract. How does it fit for the orders long term? Right? And like the Islanders just signed him. Um, he makes 3.5 mil for like five more years. He's already 31 years of age. No chance. I, I would be floored if Edmonton made that move. Right? Like the style of defender that he is historically those guys, like the wheels kind of come off a little bit. So I, th- I think he might even have six years left on the deal uh, after this. 
right? So, yeah, I, I think Scott Mayfield, uh, no chance that uh, the Edmonton owners would be uh, would be um, would be inquiring about him. Just it's just too long of a contract. Hey guys, uh, what about Radko Gudis? Is he untouchable? Um, I, I, well, I don't think he's untouchable, but the problem is, look at what he's making. I think he's a good defenseman, but he's making four sheets. Like the orders, where they, where they come in now? You think Gudis is that much better than CC? Because um, you know he makes seven hundred fifty k more, and then what else are you getting? He's physical, no question about it. I'd have to look at now. His, it's hard to look at his underlying numbers in Anaheim this year because they're awful. Sometimes when you're a really bad team, it's uh, it can be you can have good players look really bad on bad teams, and conversely the other way around, you can have average guys look better on bad teams. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't now. Would Edmonton be on his no trade list? I have no idea. Right? He, he's got a, he's got a no trade um, list. I think it's half the uh, half the league at this point. So I don't know if he's a guy who doesn't want to play. Uh, in Canada, I think my memory said he doesn't, but I got to double check. That's a I don't want to say 100. percent I'm fairly confident, but I think he's a guy that was like uh, no go to uh, to playing in Canada, right? So um, I like Gudis as a player. I just don't know if he. I don't think he's a four million dollar player, right? So what happens is you acquire him, and then people are like, "Well, he's not a four million dollar player." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but you knew that before you acquired him, so don't complain now, right?" He's I don't think he's a four million dollar player. I think he's a solid player. But, you know, he's playing big minutes in Anaheim, but I don't think that's what he is on a, on a cup contending team, right? He's probably a four or five. Different element, though, than CeCe. No question about it. He, he brings things that Cody CeCe does not do. There's no doubt in my mind on that. If you wanted to argue and, and you wanted to discuss and say, hey, I think Gudis is better than CeCe, I could listen to that. I, I could see lots of points why you would say that. No question about it. But the orders are in a tight cap crunch. I don't see how they can be adding more salary for next year. They're going to try to eliminate salary for next year. They're going to have to bring in some guys that are cheaper than the guys they have now, but just as good. Right? They're going to have to think, hey, we can fill, Phil Broberg can take Brett Kulak's spot, for instance, and do as well for much lower. And maybe you find someone to do that on Cody Cece's side too, potentially. Right? I, I don't think both of those D-men are coming back down into next year. I'd be surprised. I could see one of them moving out. Quick break. We'll return. Uh, wrap things up. We'll hear from a head coach next. Here on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 547. Welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Howley with you on Sports 1440. We're going to get to the uh, coach report now, brought to you by Action Electrical. Yeah, you can take action uh, on your savings right now if you're looking to get into the uh, solar part for your house, on your, on your home, on your roof. Guess what? 10-year interest-free loan right now with actionelectrical.net uh, book today. That's a lot of savings. Can do it. Uh, we'll hear from the uh, the head coach, uh, Chris Knobloch. And first of all, we talked about him earlier in the show. Uh, just Dylan Holloway and, you know, where is he at? Uh, what have you seen from your young forward? No, I've, I've been very happy with his play. I thought he's been pushing the pace. He's been being physical. Um, you know, he's made some good offensive plays when the opportunity's been there. Um, you know, right now he's playing online and his minutes have been limited just because he's not on a power play. He's not on Delic Hill right now. And, yeah, it's unfortunate. We'd like to get him a little more ice, but um, right now we do like what he's doing. And I think that's fair. And that's the challenge because it's true. You, It's hard to evaluate Dylan Holloway when he doesn't really have a role on your team. 
And that's for any player. If you're not, if you're in a bottom six, you, you're either going to be on the second unit power play, or you got to be on the penalty kill. If not, it's, it's really hard to get in the game and then stay in the game. Right? Like you look at Ryan, Yanmark, Brown, Fogel, they're all in the penalty kill. McLeod, right? They're all in the penalty kill. Fogel's actually on the second unit power play as well as the third unit penalty kill. Right? So you get to stay in the game a little bit more. Holloway is the only guy right now who isn't. And so to me, I thought there was a little bit of mismanagement of Philip Broberg. That so you know what? And and this some people might not like it. Specifically Dylan Holloway. The Oars might be better off adding some veteran guys on their fourth line. Dylan Holloway goes to the minors and plays a ton. And then plays in the playoffs. You can always call him back. He doesn't require waivers. You can always recall him. Right? That might be better long term. I get it. He won't like it. Checkbook and won't like I understand all of that. But it's about the long term process. So it's something to uh um to consider at all. Hey Gregor, what are your thoughts on a big tough guy uh like Rempe? Do you think it's necessary come playoff time intimidations are part of the game and he needs someone to play? Well, you know what? If he can play 10, 11 minutes a night, sure. But come playoff time, we all know there's not as many tilts. And you know, especially at Columbus ain't making the playoffs. So you look at who the Rangers are gonna play. Now, if the Rangers match up against Philly, who dresses guys, then I can see it. But you still got to be able to play those guys. Right now, Rempe, to his credit, yeah, he's got the fights, but he also has a goal and assist in his five games. Right? So he's been contributing. Now, as he said, even jokingly, like it wasn't like it was the prettiest goal, but hey, who cares? There's no pitchers on the score sheet. But do I think it's necessary? No. If you have a, like a Tom Wilson or like Evander Kane's pretty physical, he'll fight if need be, right? Those type of guys, yes. I, I think just having a huge thumper who doesn't play a lot, I don't um I, I don't think it really uh it really does much. Right. And and I'll say you can't intimidate from the bench. You can't. You gotta be on the ice regularly if you want to uh to intimidate. Um Darnell Nurse, uh Stay in the in the room. Just um, how can the orders the defensive effort from LA? How do you make sure it carries over to tonight? Yeah, that's something I think you know. Obviously, playing against when we play against LA, you know, it's a really good team. And for us to be able to play better structurally and more committed on the defensive end, I think uh, that was a big reason why we won that game. So I think that's definitely um, a performance and effort that we can that we can duplicate and do again today. Yeah, well, they they did it for a month, right? There's no reason they can't again. And, and confidence is, is a powerful thing. And you know what? I think the orders have regained their confidence. I think that game showed them, okay, guys, let's get back on track. It started with their penalty kill, which of course, uh, was leaky for a bit, but now it's 90% in their last three games. And really it was, it was 89%, 89.5 to be exact in their first 33 games under Knobloch. And then they had a seven game stretch of just an abomination where they allowed 11 goals on 22 kills. In seven games. And think about it. They went, killed six of eight against the Blues. So in the other six games, they allowed nine goals on 14. Like, it was brutal. But it looks like uh, they're uh, they're getting back. Um, the other kind of small thing, a little bit that's happened. Um, Nurse was just asked about the, uh, um, you know, changing uh, his spot of where he sits in the dressing room. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think, um, you know, when... 
getting the, the heat of the battle in the middle of the game. Uh, obviously, you have some conversations on the bench, but with, with everything going on in, in the stands and on the ice, sometimes you know when you get to the room and you're able to decompress and, and think about it a little bit more, and you're able to just you know look at the guy beside you and have a conversation. It makes uh, life a little easier, uh, as opposed you know sometimes you'd have to, to scream across the room and uh, in order just to get a conversation. So it's uh, it's nice to. You know, be all together, and, and it's a it's a small thing, but I think it's uh, something we've definitely made the most of. Yeah, so small little details that uh, you know, coffee and Knobloch did. Uh, other teams have done it, and so some guys like it. Some guys, you know, they don't care, but they put all their uh, defensive guys together. And then there's some other strategic guys that you sit closer. Not the, the forward lines don't all sit together. In case you're wondering, maybe because they change them a little bit more frequently, but uh, the D pairs are together. Have yourselves a wonderful Wednesday. Enjoy the game. Please turn your lights on if you're going to the game and definitely when you're coming home from the game. Make uh, your rear end very noticeable. Who doesn't want to look at it? All right, that's what you tell yourself. On behalf of Connor Halley, Jason Greger, thanks for tuning in. If you missed any of our guests, the Barry Nykar interview, I really enjoyed it in uh, Who Is It Wednesday. You can get that at jasongreger.com or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Here's a Command Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Good night. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.